Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Matthew chapter 22. Hallelujah. Here we go. Matthew 22. The blessed life. Again, we've been looking at Abraham. We saw how he and Melchizedek had an encounter. We see that. We see. We've looked and saw how Jesus, the Bible says, is after the order of the priesthood of Melchizedek. Oh, my Lord. I've been waiting to give this to you. Are you ready? Verse 37, Matthew 22, 37. Jesus said, thou shalt what? Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto them, thou shalt what? Come on, y'all help me out. You ready? Thou shalt what? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Do you see that? So what did, what did Jesus say to do? We love God with all of our what? All of our what? And what? Now I want you to stop and just think about this for a minute. Because this is also repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Jesus is quoting the command that he's given to Abraham's descendants. Okay? We've also looked at and we have heard and understand out of the book of Galatians. It tells us and teaches us in more than one place. But in chapter 3, verses 6 through 9, it says this. Galatians 3, 6 says, In the same way Abraham believed God and counted, and it was counted unto him as righteousness because of his faith. Verse 7, the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. That's Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. So the real children of Abraham then know you this, Lord, that they which are of faith are the children of Abraham. Okay, I'm, I'm reading it and quoting it and saying it a different way so you can probably understand it. So therefore, they that which are of faith are the children of Abraham. These are the children of Abraham. So, keep that up there. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. Look at verse 8. What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. You see that? And the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen through faith. You know, that's, that's, you know who he's talking to about our, who we used to be. You realize that. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. Who we used to be. And the scripture foreseen. The scripture. Mm, the scripture foreseen. That God would just. Do you know the scripture sees? We looked at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. And you can keep reading down through there. I love after what it talks about. You can read that for yourself. Another time I already taught on that. About the word of God. But it says. That the heathen through faith, he would justify the heathen through preach before the gospel unto who? Unto who? Abraham. So the Bible says he preached the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. In thee shall all the nations be blessed. So God preached the gospel unto Abraham, saying that from your descendants, and, they, and the Bible clearly states that the descendants of Abraham are those who, by faith, 
receive the righteousness which is of faith. They are the real descendants of Abraham. That's what the Bible said. I didn't say that. That's what the Bible I just read that to you. You can read it for yourself. Again. Mm. Let's look at the last verse. You ready? So all. Verse 9. So then they which be of faith are, what's that word? Woo! With faithful Abraham. You see that? Blessed with faithful Abraham. So then those who are of faith, the real descendants of Abraham, who have entered into a covenant with God are justified and made righteous by faith. What was the gospel? The gospel was not to seeds as of many, but as of one, which is Christ. How many of you know Christ when you receive the engrafted word by faith that Jesus came and died and he was crucified and by his blood? He is justified and made righteous those who will put their faith in him for their righteousness unto God. Those, the Bible says that the seed of Christ is now not only outside of you, but is on the inside of you. For Christ in you is the hope of glory. It is the glory of the blessing of God that comes upon the children of Abraham. And through us, the nations will see that blessing. They will see the blessing of God. They will see this blessing upon us. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30, just so you don't, so you don't miss it. This is the New Testament, right? We just read New Testament. Let's look at Old Testament because we need to see it. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I, I still like using my Bible. Are you ready? Now, I am going to not read all of it, but it's nice to read all of it. I like it. Verse 6 says, And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. Verse 30. I mean, chapter 30, verse 6. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love thy Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and thou mayest live. Jesus said the very first commandment, which we see here, is to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul and mind. Here we see that he says, love thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul, that you mayest live. How many of you know that you are a three-part being? You are a spirit, you have a soul, okay, and a mind. Is that right? You're a three-part being. You're not two-part. You're not spirit and mind. And the soul and spirit are different. They're not the same. There is very couple of times in the, in the Bible that it just translates soul and spirit are one. But you can actually tell that that's what they're talking about. But it's, it's not the right understanding. Your spirit and soul are two different things. And your mind is something totally different as well. Because remember what the scriptures teach us. Out of Romans chapter 12, you don't have to turn there. You can write all these notes down if you like. It would be good to study and hear it and follow it back up again or listen to the podcast, put it in there. Is it, the Bible tells us that we need Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, present your body a living sacrifice. I'm, I'm kind of cutting it short. But it says, to, to present our body a living sacrifice. So you're not your body, but you're supposed to present it to God as holy. So what you do with your body is very important. 
It also says don't sin against your body because you sin against your body, it can affect your body. So it says not to yield your members as servants of unrighteousness, but to righteousness unto holiness. Holiness is not legalism. Holiness is the character of God working in you as you continually mature in your walk with God in relationship with God. That got quiet. Somebody should say amen. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. That's right. And so the Bible teaches us that this is true. Now, here's the case. Here's the thought. How do you change your life? The Bible goes on to say, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says that we need to do something. We need not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is the center of the part that will control your actions, your will, and your emotions. That's what the mind is. It is the center part that controls your actions, will, and emotions. By your spirit were the revelation of God, which you can begin to see. Now, listen, a revelation is not just something you you hear. It's something that you first hear, then you will see by your spirit. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation be in us and on us, so that we might see this hope, that we might see it in the spirit and go, oh, okay, I see that now. Glory to God, I got it. Amen. And then all of a sudden, you start going, wait a minute, when your mind starts having thoughts, that are contrary to the will and the word of God. The Bible says that your mind is at enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. That means the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. But it is subject to the law of sin and death. And the Bible says that that law that is working within your members in your flesh, that it, where, where there you have to bring your body under subjection. Are you hearing me? Nobody's going to take control over you but you. God's not going to control you. The Holy Spirit's not going to control you. You have to bring your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You bring it under subjection. I'm trying to help you here today, understanding the blessing of God. How many want the blessed life? I said, how many want the blessed life? Oh, but Jesus, you know, I don't know. I just kind of, you know, I like going through the... My Lord. The Bible says that you renew your mind. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you might, pres- come on, that your life is going to perform and, and, and see the will of God done through you and in you. So the Bible tells us, I like what Paul said. He says, I take and I bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Oh, Christ. Wait a minute. We said that a while ago, right? Where's Christ? He's where? The seed of Christ is where? In me. So Paul said, I've got to bring my thoughts to obedience to Christ. So he's seeing something. And his mind is talking against whatever that is. He's bringing, that's coming into your mind. Thoughts of failure. Thoughts of things that, that are contrary to the word of God. And the, and the very person of who you are. And what you have that's on your life. And working in your life. And when you begin to see yourself as a little grasshopper. And that you can't do anything. That it's going to be too hard. It's too impossible. Too much. And all of this stuff. You have to bring that thought. When a thought comes, I'm too tired to go to church. I've worked so hard this week. Well, you should have been working under Jesus. And that wouldn't have happened. Because if you was doing as unto the Lord, then you'd be in the house of God. Think about it. Well, praise you, Lord. Are you with me? This isn't hard. The understanding of the truth of what you have that you've been given is a strength that I actually bring you up. The Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body. 
And by that same power, it's going to raise up your dead stuff one day. Think about it. Well, some, uh, well praise the Lord. I'm going to say that, Lord. But I'll be honest. I have to be honest with you. Sometimes I think we act like we're already dead. In some ways, we're saying, oh, huh? This, <laughs> praise God. Anyhow. <clears throat> so the Bible says, speaking of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's in you, Christ, who gives you the strength to live out this life. If you're relying on the strength of your flesh, trust me, you're always going to never feel like you're going to meet and make the mark. You'll never feel... Come on, because listen, that's why he said also, I not only bring every thought into captivity, but I cast down imagination. So Jesus said, you're going to have to love God with your thoughts and your mind and your imaginations too. See, your imaginations is that place that you begin to image your life, the outcome of your life, how you see your family, how you see yourself, all the imagery of what you think ought to be life is supposed to be about and all of these things. Jesus said that you cast down imaginations, cast down imaginations, but you should be imagining something. What do you need to imagine? You need to imagine the goodness of God and how God's working in your life, how your family's going to be one day, how your marriage is going to turn out, how your body's going to be one day. Instead of imagining yourself dying and laying in a gutter somewhere, poor, broke, messed up, and disgusted, and everything else, your family going to pot, quit imagining vain things and imagine what God can do and how he can turn it around because your God is with you, he's for you, he's in you. Isn't that good news? The blessed life. You're going to have to start with loving God with your mind, your imaginations. We already say we love God. You're here today. That's why you love God. You wouldn't be in here. If out of the spirit, you wouldn't go, all right, Jesus, I love you. I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to worship you and praise you. I want to be a part. I want to serve you, build your kingdom. Praise the Lord. But when we're outside of here, oftentimes, man, our imagination is beating us up like a punching bag. Our thoughts are going left and right and all over, and we're feeling all weak and broken and everything else, instead of going, wait a minute, Jesus, you said I am complete in you. God, I th and you have to begin to start thinking differently. Are you hearing me? You're going to have to renew your mind. Renew the very thought and the images of your mind. Abraham saw, Jesus said, Abraham saw my day. They were like, say what? He said, if you were the children of Abraham, you'd recognize who I am. These people crucified him. Are you with me? I'm not throwing stones at nobody or anything else. I just, just understand the point. We need to begin to see what Abraham saw in Christ. You need to begin to see your life as blessed, and you're going to be such a blessing that the world and the, the nations of this earth is going to look at the kingdom of God. See, today the church is so muddled up within the world, the world can't even tell us apart. That's because we're not walking in the blessing. It's because we don't know who we are and who we're supposed to be in the earth. We're supposed to be walking as a nation in the kingdom of God on this planet. As a nation. How do you even know understanding what Peter said? I like what Peter says. Speaking of us, if you don't believe that the church is a nation today and that we're not a nation, well, let me just tell you something. The Bible emphatically tells us something different. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 9, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This is New Testament. This is to the church. Are you hearing me? You are a chosen generation. You see that? You are. 
Everybody say, I am chosen. chosen. Come on, say it. I am chosen. chosen. What? You are a royal priesthood. Say, I'm a royal priesthood. priesthood. We are a holy nation. nation. No, say, we are a holy nation. nation. That you should show forth. Oh, wait a minute. A peculiar people. Huh? You should be peculiar. If everybody still thinks you're normal at work, well, praise the Lord. If they think you're peculiar for the wrong reasons, let's put that under the blood. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? A peculiar people to do what? That you should show forth the praises of him who what? Called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see that? Look at the next verse, verse 10. Can't leave it out. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who, hath not, who had not obtained mercy, but now have attained mercy. He's talking about the church. We are the people of God today. We are, the Bible says, the heirs and the descendants by faith of Abraham according to the promise and the covenant and the blessing of God that was given to Abraham. I'm going to go through and I'm going to show you the steps of this process of understanding what the blessing is that you have obtained. But listen to me. If you're struggling in your mind, I don't feel blessed. I don't see blessed. I don't think blessed. I'm not that. We're going to have to get in your thought. You've got to get into your thoughts and cast down imaginations to bring every thought into captivity. Let the, but you can't just cast it down. You've got to put something in there. Remember I said that earlier about binding and loosing. I bind that in Jesus' name. Then we walk around. The Bible says you can cast out a spirit and tell it to go, and the house is all clean and swept. And then if there's nothing that's going to fill that house, something else is going to come back seven times worse. That's what the Bible says. Now, I'm not telling you that that's going to happen to you. Amen. You come to this church, I'm going to put some word in you. Amen. And we're going to get that in our mind. We're going to start going, okay, Jesus, says, I believe you. Amen. I believe God. How many believe God? Do you believe God today? You believe God, then get what you believe into your mind. Let it stir out of your heart. Get it into your mind. You're going to have to begin to change and transform. See, our lives are called to transform. Not just decay, but transform. More and more. So I believe today that we can begin to start to see something. So I've talked about how that the Bible says, according to Abraham, That we've been given promises. I'm going to lay out these promises for you. We're going to talk about them. Just don't have all the time today to do it. But it's so important that we begin to transform the renewal of mind. This begins by loving God with your mind. Don't let other things get in there. Are you with me? Don't let your imagination get filled with vain things, wicked thoughts, and other things and imaginations. Cast those things down. I hope that gets you. I hope you can hear that sometime when that, that thing's trying to come against you. Because listen to me, sometimes the enemy works in that area to derail you so that you're not walking in the spirit. You start walking in the spirit, you, you, yes, you'll produce the fruit of the spirit, but there's more than walking in the spirit than just producing the fruit of the spirit, which comes out of your spirit, which is all the good stuff we like, you know, the love and the kindness and the gentleness and the meekness and all of these. That's wonderful. That's to a place of maturity. But you also have to learn to walk by faith with an understanding of who you are, what you have, and what you can be, what God's going to do in your life. You need to begin to imagine that God is going to work. He's going to complete the work that you committed to him, that whatever you committed to the Lord, he's going to fulfill it. He's going to bring it to pass. You can trust and believe God. But you have to commit it to it. 
You're going to have to cast down imaginations and thoughts that try to come against that area and love God with your mind. And, when, and, and you know, certain things that I do personally, when I start feeling all the bad stuff and I start thinking, you know, something, you know, that's not right, I know that's not right. You know what I begin to do? I just begin to do the litmus test whether or not I'm glorifying God with my thought right now. If this is the way that God wants me to be. If I'm actually walking in the spirit or if I'm allowing my mind now to dictate to me how I'm going to walk, how I'm going to react, and how I'm going to live. So I start giving it that test, you know, if it's going to measure up to presenting it before God. Because let's just say this. God knows those things. We're, we're, are you with me? It's open. So let's glorify God in our mind. Let's glorify God in our imagination. Let's begin to imagine good things. That's why the Bible says meditate on the word. Meditate on the word. You know, one of the things I do personally is I don't, I might read a lot of scripture and there's a lot of things, but, but something just kind of sticks, man. It's, it's kind of like, you know, that thing that just kind of, you throw something that just kind of sticks against the wall. You know what I'm talking about? Huh, you ever thrown something that just stick against the wall? Well, when it sticks in, in your mind, Austin, you just, something just sticks there, you just go, oh, all right, let's think on this one for a while. Huh? And you just begin to chew it on it. You chew on it and you chew on it. And you just think on it and go, all right, glory to God, hallelujah. And next thing you know, God just starts, he's like building something in your life, brick upon brick. And man, these things just start getting into you and sticking in you. Next thing you know, man, your mind is being renewed. Your confidence is coming inside of God and according to the promise and the blessing that's upon our life because we are blessed with faithful Abraham. We are the children and the descendants of that blessing. And I ain't even got there yet. My wife knows what I want to say, but I'm going to teach it to you so I don't blow it. Is that all right? Because there's a lot of good things. I said there's a lot of good things that's coming down, that's coming down. That flows down from God into our life. But we got to get into the river. You're going to have to get into the flow. You can't stand on the bank and go, I believe that. You're going to have to jump in there. You're going to have to get into the flow. You're going to have to begin to do the first thing that Jesus said. Love God with all of your spirit, out of your heart. Now love him in your mind and your imaginations. That means you begin to let the word of God take the preeminence over your thought life, over your imaginations, and quit imagining things that are contrary to the outcome of what God says. You need to begin to say, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All glory to God. God, I can't see how that's going to happen. But you know what, God? I'm, my trust is in you and the blessing of God. I like what Abraham did when he went out against the armies. That, that, that took Sodom, the Bible says, and took his nephew Lot. The Bible says he got his, his 300 slaves, his servants, and people. I mean, these, these guys were untrained military people going against kings with military force. And the Bible says he went after them, and, and he, he defeated their armies. He became, ultimately, he was actually king at that point because he won. And the Bible says that Melchizedek met him there and brought bread and wine, and he blessed Abraham, who, the Bible says, is the servant of God, the most high God, the creator and possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed Abraham, and Abraham gave him a tenth. And the Bible says in that blessing that, that is upon and the Bible says that God defeated his enemies for him. Even though he was out there fighting, God was in the midst of that. Come on, even when I can't see him, he's working. Huh? Even when I don't feel it, he's working. You might be out there punching, working, doing what you're called to do, but know that you're working by the grace of God, working by the blessing of the Lord. You begin to declare it. You begin to say it. Glory to God. Your enemies, the Bible says, cannot stand before you. 
They will flee from you seven ways. Woo! So the few defeated the many. Are you hearing me right now? That's part of the blessing. I said, that's part of the blessing. That's part of the blessing. The few defeated the many. The few defeated the many. Have anybody felt alone in your battle? Anybody felt like, man, this thing is huge? How impossible it is? The few defeated me by because God. I said, you're the blessing of God. You're in the covenant and the blessing of Abraham. Which only qualification, first of all, when it comes to the beginning process of walking in this thing, first of all, Christ in you. I said, it's Christ in you. How many can say Christ is in you this morning? Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.